Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Slime and Good Times podcast. I am your host, Walker, and today we will be discussing a lot of things, um, not just sports today like we have, like we did last week. We'll talk about uh, WrestleMania results because of what we talked about last time. Uh, we will also be talking about uh, the Pens and their little three-game three games that they played while we, uh, I was gone. Not really gone. Uh, in between episodes, we'll talk about the NFL and my top ten mock draft I have printed out. Uh, then we'll talk about my TikTok for you page because, you know, it's an interesting place to be. Uh, top five office episodes of all time. That'll be fun. And talk about a new show that I'm watching that I highly recommend you have. That you watch if you haven't seen it. It's a great show. Uh, and then we'll talk about Star Wars. Uh, with Star Wars, we'll talk about, you know, season three of Mandalorian. We'll talk about the Ahsoka show and the Kenobi show and how those have fared. Uh, and new Star Wars Legos coming up. So be prepared for a good time. All right, so we'll start with Star Wars today. Uh, we'll talk about Season 3 of Mandalorian. Uh, so far, it's been pretty good. I like it. Uh, I know a lot of people, I wouldn't say don't like it, but they not a lot of people have watched it from um, Season 2 to Season 3. I know I've talked to a lot of people and they said, yeah, I haven't watched Season 3 yet, or they stopped watching after Season 2. Um, and I mean, can you kind of blame them, though? I mean, if you look at what Season 2 of Mandalorian did, it's set up and it ended perfectly on Luke and Grogu leaving and basically making him choose between being a Jedi and or being a Mandalorian. Then Book of Boba Fett comes out and I feel like, and they put that episode in there of, um, if you haven't seen Book of Boba Fett, there is an episode of Grogu making up his mind and kind of choosing. And I felt like that was so unnecessary, but it was so good. It was a really good episode, you're not going to be wrong. I felt like it was a wrong place for it. I felt like they, you, you can't end the Mandalorian. You can't end the Mandalorian on that plot hole. Not plot hole, but plot, plot line. And then just for it to be picked up in a different show. I feel like that was a big mistake that Star Wars or slash Disney did. And I just feel like it, it really could have started season one off strong here but instead it, it really didn't and it kind of messed up everything but you know it's still Pedro Pascal it's still uh Katie Sackhoff you know it's gonna be a great show because it's Star Wars and if you love Star Wars you're gonna love the show as always um the Ahsoka show <laughs> I wanted to bring up because I feel like it's been teased forever it's been rumored forever I think it's premiering at the end of 2023 but I feel like it's been going on forever like we've all wanted it ever since we saw Ahsoka live action. Um, I forgot her name that played Ahsoka, to be completely honest, in live action. I see her in my head. I see the face. I see all that. I can't remember her name. Oh, well. But I felt like it was such a great, like, there's so much potential here. Because we saw that, I can't remember his name either. I'm really swinging and missing names. Um, from, we saw him in Mandalorian. Uh, he made appearance from Rebels, and so I feel like it's going to be a great sequence in Ahsoka that we're going to have. I don't know where or when exo- exactly Ahsoka takes place. I'm a, I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping it's between Kylie Ken and Lorian is six and seven, but I'd love to see an Ahsoka show between that sets place where Kenobi um, took place in so between episode three and four, and kind of before Rebels. I think that'd be really cool, um, and. I think it'd be really nice to see, you know, that transition of Ahsoka going from, okay, I'm a Jedi, you know, where's my master, what happened, 
compared to after the, the aftermath in six and seven, and kind of where she knows everything. Uh, with the Kenobi show, um, I loved it. My roommate can attest to this. I woke up every day that it aired on the day it aired. So, like, if it came out on a Wednesday, I woke up Wednesday morning at, like, 3 a.m. to watch the show when it first came out. It was so good. People that hated it, I mean, you can go ahead and try to hate it. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, Kenobi show was one of my favorite Star Wars shows that came out with other than Mandalorian. And uh, I, it was just perfect. It was it was great. Seeing, seeing Darth Vader, seeing, it, seeing, like, some of those plot holes that were kind of made in 4, 5, and 6, kind of refilled a little bit. Um, just just small details I felt was amazing and everything. I, I loved it. Highly recommend you watch it. I might rewatch it again. But now I want to get to the new Lego sets coming out. These are the um, new Lego sets that I saw teased from a people. I'm in a Facebook group with a bunch of like Lego Star Wars guys. And this has been, they're selling in Canada, I think. I think that's where I saw it. Um, it's an in, it's the diorama sets. I have one of Dagobah I got for my birthday from my roommate. Um, but I really, really want these two. These two are amazing. Uh, it's an indoor set, set like uh, in the speeder chase with Luke and uh, Luke Leia and the uh, scout troopers, which is one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. And it's gonna be it's gonna retail for seventy bucks. Um, I think if I do the math correctly, it's gonna be about seven hundred pieces, eight hundred pieces. Because I think the way Lego breaks it down is every hundred pieces like is ten dollars retail. So if you get a hundred dollar hundred Lego hundred piece Lego set, it's gonna cost you ten smackaroos. Um, but no. And then there's a Death Star scene in episode um, from episode six of I think Vader and Luke fighting in front of the, uh, the Emperor, and it's just gonna be these are gonna be sweet. I cannot wait to get these and build these and uh, display these. The Star is going to probably retail around for 100 bucks, is what they're saying. Um, it's going to be really cool. I'm very excited for them to come out. Um, I don't know if I'm more excited for these or the Office Lego set that my girlfriend got me for Valentine's. But it was really cool. I mean, the Office Lego set was amazing. I loved it. Um, super cool. I mean, there's so much so much detail in, um, in the Office Lego set. I mean... I was like looking at the sticker sheet and I was picking like, okay, that's from this episode, this from this episode. And building it was a lot of fun. There was not a lot of repeated building like I have. Um, I felt like, uh, and I have the Dagobah set and I felt like in that one it was, it was getting boring because all these green pieces, there's like, there's 70 green like little squares they had to put in and it just got tedious and annoying. But this office, like I said, I took my time with. Like, I didn't rush to build it, but I did, like, a bag a day. And it was it's my favorite, like I said, I own. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, like, the wrap on Star Wars. I feel like it was a, um, I feel like it's going to be a really good future going into Star Wars. Uh, I hope George Lucas lets Filoni, John Favreau, Bryce Dallas, uh, Howard keep the directive things going from what they did in Mandalorian to what they did in, um... Season six of six, season six and seven of Clone Wars was just beautiful. I mean, episode three is my favorite episode, and just the ending. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I hope it changes. Even though I know it's not going to change, I don't want to see uh, Anakin turn to the dark side. It breaks my heart every time. I should have tear. I should. I, I should have tear every once in a while. It, it's just one of those things. I'm like, dang, that that's that's fucking terrible. But you know, uh, you can't do anything about it, and I just love the way they're going with everything. I, as long as they don't do the Marvel route, I feel like Marvel 
um, is kind of slowly falling off a cliff right now. But I know they're going to turn around because I know what they have in store with Secret Invasions. Uh, that trailer is up on YouTube. Go check it out. It's going to be great. It's going to fill in a lot of plot holes. It's going to fill in a lot of things for you if you haven't really been caught the speed on what's happening. But now we're going to get into my TikTok for you page. And I just feel like my TikTok for you page, it's so weird. Because uh, me and my, uh, my fraternity president, Christopher Nari, have a very identical for you page apparently. Because I'm like, oh, I've seen, he started watching uh, Tulsa. And I was like, hey, I've seen this on my for you page. He goes, oh, same, that's why I'm watching. I'm like, oh, no way. And we talked about it for like five minutes, like what scenes we've seen. And then um, I'll kind of get into this later. But I'm watching this new TV show, and I've seen scenes of this new TV show on my For You page, and that's what made me watch it. So I was like, well, thanks, TikTok. I don't know if that's, that helps me get from, get, you know, see new TV shows or if it kind of hinders me because I've already seen it. And it took me forever to watch this show because I was like, well, if I want to watch the show, I got on my, t- I just go to TikTok. I'll see scenes, and it fulfills my, my need to watch that show. But it's really weird, my For You page. Uh, I don't go on my For You page that much anymore. I, I normally tend to stay to my um, following, uh, who I follow on TikTok. That way, it's not just random random shit that I don't really care about. And it, I can kind of um, break it down to where it's, it's things I want to see or people I kind of want to see. But now we're going to get into the meat of the, our random um, section here. And we're going to talk about my top five favorite office shows. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to agree with the majority of what I have, but I have them this way. Uh, number one is definitely Dinner Party. It's my favorite show. I love it. I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. I mean, from Jan and her candles to <laughs> Michael and his soft teeth to, you know, uh, Jan thinking that Pam dated Michael and then... Dwight showing up with his babysitter as a date. Just so funny. I mean, it was truly one of my favorite episodes. Um, number two. Let me think about it. Stress Relief Part 1. Where, <laughs> where Dwight sets the ga- uh, garbage can on fire. I think that's my f- second favorite. It's so funny because of what kind of sets forward going on. It's It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it when he cuts off the face of the um, CPR doll and turns around. That image is stuck in my head forever. It's so funny. Um, third favorite episode, the basketball episode. I felt like it was one of those just like, I remember watching it for the first time, and I was like, I love this. This is what kind of got me in the office was watching that one and kept me going and watching it even more. Uh, it was pretty great. Uh, four. I literally just said these out loud yesterday. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. All right, no, I'm pushing back. I forgot about this one. I'm pushing back basketball to four, so three can be threat level midnight. It's a close second. It's really close to stress, rest relief. But I love threat level midnight because if you watch the show in order, like if you don't like just like watch random episodes like some people do, if you watch the show in order, there's so many, like, I guess you can call it Easter eggs in Threat Level Midnight episode that, like, he does in the movie. It's so funny. Like, Michael Scarn is, is the name of his character in Threat Level Midnight. So, Threat Level Midnight is an episode where Michael finishes his homemade movie 
sort of, like a homemade movie production. It's like an actual movie he's made, but it's made by him, not like a production company. Um, so basically, his the lead character, which is played by him, obviously, is Michael Scarn. And throughout the whole show of like from first episode to this episode, he always like brings up Michael Scarn when he's trying to use a fake name, and it's so funny. I remember one time I think he did it in the Prince Paper episode. He did it when he was doing improv. Um, and you have Golden Face killing Toby, <laughs> uh, and then like, and then Michael using like Toby's name is like, oh, he's like a wanted animal rapist or something like that. I can't remember what he said, but it was pretty funny. Uh, just like like why he said it because it's Toby, and then you see um, just like small characters throughout like Jan's in it, and then Karen's in it, and Todd Packer. It's just like it's so funny, and then Holly's watching it. It's great. So four is now basketball, and five I'm pro. It's tied between Jim and Pam's wedding, like the like the main episode. Not like I think there's two parts. It's the thing. It's the second part. Um, yeah, because the first part's where they go to Niagara Falls. That's when Andy does the old splitterooskies. And then, yeah, it's the second one of wedding. Or, it's so hard because I'm stuck with that or the AARM, the assistant to the assistant regional manager, kind of one. I just think that's so funny of how Jim plays like one good final prank um, kind of like on Dwight, and it's funny. But also at the same time, it's like, as an honorable mention, would be the dinner party. Not dinner party. The garden party. That one's pretty funny. I just think it's close up there. So, But there there are a couple episodes of The Office that I will never watch. Well, not never watch. I've already watched them. But I will never rewatch. And that one of them is definitely Scott's Tots. I think it's the most cringy. It's just, ugh. Gives me the heebie-jeebies watching it. I just can't. I can never finish it. I watched the. I'll watch up to the point where Michael finds out it's time for Tots Scott's Tots to go give the scholarships, and then I just turn it off. But now we're gonna get into. Uh, we're gonna talk about my new tape. My new favorite. Not favorite. Geez, I can't talk. My new favorite TV show I'm watching. It's called Suits. Uh, it has uh, Meghan Markle, which I think is she's the Duchess of Sussex, is their new official title. I don't think she's Princess of She could be Princess of Sussex or Duchess of Sussex. I don't know. It's a, it's a good question for Google. Should look that one up. But it's a great show. Um, lead player, not lead player, lead characters, and his name is Harvey Specter, which is his, like, is the TV show name, not his actual name. I think it's Gabriel Matched. Um, it's just, it's follows, you know, a lawyer in a, in a law firm doing his thing. And then he needs to find an associate and he finds this guy that's not, I'm not going to, I mean, I could spoil it because it's literally tells you the first episode, but I'll let you watch it. It's a really good TV show. I mean, it, it's super long though. There's nine seasons, I think about 12 episodes each and they're about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. There's one episode that was like an hour 12. I was like, oh, I'm never going to get through this TV show. I'm on season two, episode two, I think now, but it's a great TV show. Um, it's on Peacock. I think it's on Peacock. Yeah, it's on Peacock. Cause I was, yeah, it's a great show. I highly recommend you guys watch it. Um, and that's going to be our uh, random, random talk episode, not episode, but uh, segment. So we're going to lead into our NFL first round mock draft. Let me get my mock draft out here. All right. So in this one, in, in my, there's going to be multiple of these mock drafts I'm going to put out into the draft. Like I'll probably have three or four versions. 
um, as you know, trades happen in between now and then, trade rumors happen. But this one's just a, a simple, you know, trades already happened, there's no new trades. So whatever the order is now is what the order is I have on my mock draft. At number one, um, Chicago, not Chicago, um, Chicago traded their pick to Panthers, and the Panthers are going to select a Bryce Young. A lot of people have C.J. Stroud going here, but I feel like Bryce, as an Ohio State guy, I'm an Ohio State fan, I feel like C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback in the draft. But I feel like Bryce Young is going to fit the mold of Frank Reich better in in Carolina, what they have with uh, Chuba Hubbard, no receivers. Um, I don't think I think they still have Lavisca Chenault. They might have signed some people, but I mean Bryce Young is where to go here. Uh, number two, the Texans unfortunately take C.J. Stroud. I say that unfortunately because I'm a Titans fan and I don't want. I want C.J. Stroud on my team. I, I want us to trade up the Titans to trade up for him, but I don't see that happening. I don't see the Texans trading in division. Especially for a franchise quarterback. Uh, I see. So I haven't taken C.J. Stroud. Limit, uh, limitless turnover. Like he he doesn't turn over the ball much, um, which is what they're going to need with D'Amico Ryan's the head coach. He's a defensive guy, so he wants to probably install. You know, uh, he doesn't want his number one quarterback making turnovers. That's what you don't really want any quarterback. But you don't want your rookie making a lot of mistakes. Uh, number three. Best defensive player in the draft. Um, Cardinals take Will Anderson. They're getting a group together here. You need a pass rush. You just lost J.J. Watt. So I think you need to immediately implement a new... You need a new pass rusher. And I think Will, Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama is that guy. Um, I just fully see him emerging as the number one guy on, on this. I see him... He probably has my vote for rookie of the year. Already, because Will Anderson's a dog. I think he has that in him. Um, and I think Will Anderson's going to do very well in Arizona. Number four, this one was tough. This was probably one of my tougher, one of my tougher ones to consider. But I have the Colts taking Will Levis. He seems like a Colts guy um, with my sources around the league. Just kidding. I see him taking Will Levis here. I just think that is a Colts fit. You know, big, strong arm. I think that's a Colts, that Colts fit there. Um, close to home, really, kind of, because Kentucky, University of Kentucky, Lexington, Indianapolis, about two hours, three hours away. I see that being a good fit there with Will Levis. I'd like the Colts to take no quarterback because I'm a Titans fan. But if they're going to take one, I think they're going to take Will Levis. As much as I like Anthony Richardson, I think he – his pro day was pretty good, a really good pro day. I think he had a really good season. I think uh, Will Levis is going to be the guy there. Number five, this is kind of, I wouldn't say controversial, but Jalen Carter, I think he slips to five because of the off-field stuff, and his pro day was terrible. Uh, he had a really bad pro day, but I just don't see him slipping anywhere else. I just, I mean, if anywhere, he's going to slip to the Raiders because that seems like a Raiders kind of guy. But the Raiders don't, they need a lot more than interior pass rush. Um, the Seahawks at five with that trade for Russell Wilson. They got that, the Seahawks got that fifth pick. I think it goes Jalen Carter here. You add another weapon to your defense. I mean, you got Tariq, I think Tariq Woolen went there. Yeah, Tariq Woolen went. Um, 
last year was this amazing playmaker, I feel like you bolster down and you get a pass rusher that's going to rush the quarterback, especially in that division they're in with, with the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals. You're going to need another pass rusher. Uh, number six, I had the Lions taking Anthony Richardson. I feel like they're not in a rebuild per se. Yes, they're retooling, but what we saw last year with uh, MCDC at helm, they're not bad. They just need a few more pieces. And with that, I think they have a good receiving core available with Amara St. Brown. Uh, you traded TJ Hawkinson, so you have extra picks that you can use. I wouldn't have traded him. I thought he was pretty good. Um, but they need a quarterback for the future as much as people want. I like Jared Goff. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like they're going to need something for the future. And why not go get him now? Why not go get Anthony Richardson and... Um, why not go get Anthony Richardson and have that stockpiled so you don't, you know what I mean? But at the same time, the flip side of the coin, I see them taking someone else so that they don't have to sit on Anthony Richardson while his rookie contract eats away. And it's a lot better to use a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract and build around that so it's less salary cap and you have more cap for more impact players. Uh, seven was a weird one for me. Um, with the Raiders trading Darren Waller, I felt like Dalton Kincaid, tied in out of Utah, was a perfect fit here. You just got rid of your number one tight end. Uh, Garoppolo likes tight ends, as we saw with Kittle and Gronk in San Fran and New England, respectively. I think you need that safety blanket. I think Dalton Kincaid is the best tight end in the draft, and I see them going there. Um, they probably could go offensive line. They probably could add on the receiver there, but they have Hunter Renfro. They have Devontae Adams. Uh, I think they need a tight end just to be able to convert the uh, third downs and stuff like that. Number eight, I have the Falcons going another receiver again at Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Um, best receiver in the class out of Ohio State. Did not play much due to the lagging, nagging injury, which I lo- would have loved to see him play more. Could help us push for a title run, a, a harder title run. But I feel like you, you, you're, you're you're committing, I think, to Desmond Ritter for one year. You know, you have Taylor Heineke as well. If you're going to go with those two guys, you need weapons. Drake London was phenomenal for them last year. You still have Kyle Pitts, which has been a very underwhelming career so far. You get Jackson Smith and Jigba. Perfect fit there, I think. Uh, as in, you get two, two good young receivers, good young tight end. Um I see Atlanta, if they don't keep... Do they have Cordell Patterson? If they still do, they'll be fine. Number nine is, is uh, Chicago. And they traded down uh, with Chicago. Oh, no, they traded down with Carolina uh, to get this pick. Uh, they let Chicago... Chicago was... A lot of rumors were swirling around Justin Fields here. And I feel like um, here that... Jackson and Snick Majigba would be perfect for, um, uh, I think, ja- uh, not Jack, uh, Peter Skronsky was perfect here. They need a tackle. Um, so I think perfecting, protecting Justin Fields is going to be the key here. I think it's going to be what they need to do in if they want to p- succeed. You need someone to protect a friend as a quarterback. We've all seen quarterbacks go the wrong way, and that happened. And at number 10, finally for my round out my top 10 mock draft, it's going to be Paris Johnson from Ohio State going to the Eagles. Eagles losing a bunch of offensive linemen over the offseason. 
So I think that is a great fit for them. Good, ta- I think back-to-back tackles there in 9 and 10 are probably pretty good. And now we're going to get into your Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll start with the loss. We're going to recap these games, and then we'll go into depth about them games. Start, first, we're going to start with the loss at Boston. 4-3 loss. Um, Russ with two goals. Gensel with another goal. Um, and then Crosby, Russ, Dumoulin, Freeman with assist. Uh, one of those games that was a tight-fitting tight game. Uh, 4-3 came down. Pasternak, Pasternak, however you want to pronounce it, with a hat trick. It was just... Um, it was upsetting to watch because you go 0 for 6 on power play. You know, you go 2 for 6 on power play. That changes the whole dynamic of the game, and you potentially win that game. You know, you too many one-timers. That fourth goal was crazy because it bounced off the ref right to Boston, and they just passed it to Pasternak for the basically game-winning one-timer. And it was, it was hard to see because we played so hard that game. We played, we, you know, we battled with Rust with two goals, Gensel with a goal. I mean, it just was so close. And then we beat the Flyers in a in a game that you know I was, we needed to win. Raquel with one of the craziest goals of the year. Uh, shot it went off the back glass, right off the back of the goal in that. Uh, he had two goals. Uh, Paling had a goal, and Rust scored again for three goals on the weekend. And this isn't a back-to-back. And Casey DeSmith started this one. Jari started against Boston. Crosby with two assists. Graylin with assists. Dumoulin with two assists. Malkin with two assists. And Petrie with an assist. And then in the win, in the loss against the Devils, uh, Russ was our only goal scorer. Petrie and Joseph assisted. We looked terrible. Uh, with that loss, we now have a playoff spot. And that hurts because you needed to win that game. Need to go to overtime. You need at least you needed at least one point, and you didn't get it. Couldn't get it. You only scored one goal, and they just looked dominant. Jari made a few mistakes. Um. Yeah, it was just not a great game. I actually didn't really watch that one because once it got to like three nothing, I just had more important things to do and take care of. So I did those instead of watching that and rooting my night. But looking forward. I don't, know, I don't know what to say here. I mean, the believer in me wants to say playoffs. Um, but the realist in me, it's like you're battling an uphill battle. You play the Wild on Thursday. You got Columbus and Chicago to close the season. You need to win out here. No over, You need to win, and you need the Panthers to drop a game or two. Essentially is what needs to happen. Um it's going to be hard going forward. We're going, to, we're going to need the core to really push here. We're going to need Gens to score goals. We're going to need Crosby to score goals. We're going to need Dumoulin to play defense for the first time all season. We're going to need Jari to look like, you know, 2020 all-star Jari. We're going to need excellent goaltending and defense to win and make it to playoffs. Um, yeah, I just – it's it's hard to say because of what, you know – what we've seen from the the pens so far about how shaky they are, and it's gonna be interesting. It's uh, I don't know how to put it. Don't know how to think about it. I just think it's gonna be a hard push, and we'll talk more about it next week once the season kind of wraps up. And if we make the playoffs, I mean, hey, that's great. We'll we'll talk about that. If we don't, we'll talk about what's in store for next season uh, next week. And now we're gonna get into our WrestleMania results here. 
Uh, I'll go over the results, and then I'm going to break down kind of what I thought about it, you know, what I see happening in that storyline, if there's a storyline I want to talk about. Uh, we'll start at the bottom. At my favorite matches, uh, Pat McAfee surprise match beating The Miz. I'm a big Pat McAfee guy. Um, I listen to, I watch his podcast uh, on YouTube, and I listen to it on long drives. I love him in the WWE as a commentator. Love seeing him win. Undefeated at WrestleMania, it's amazing. Love seeing him. It goes great. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. I'm glad that Ray won. If Dom would have won, I mean, would put him over, which is what they want to do. But it's good seeing Ray win. Uh, the Street Profits won their match. Um, Gunther won the IFC champion. The uh, IF, IFC. I don't know the IFC. Gunther won the Intercontinental Championship, um, which doesn't make sense for what they did with Roman Reigns. We'll get to that. Um, and then Edge beat Finn Balor and Helen Cell. And then Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus and beat Damage Control, I think. Theory won the uh, United Championship against John Cena, which I didn't like, again, because of what happened with Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins beat Jake Paul in a great match. Brock Lesnar beat Osmos. Zayn, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens won the, the Universal Tag Team Championships, which I was so happy for and was my favorite match of day one. It was amazing seeing them win when I didn't think they were going to end up winning. It was amazing. Uh, it was a great match. Uh, Bianca Belair beat uh, beat Asuka, I think that's her name, for the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley, my favorite person ever. Um, she won against Charlotte to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Roman Reigns' reign continues. Did not think that was going to happen. I thought they pushed Cody Rhodes hard enough for him to win that championship, to win that match. And it doesn't make sense because Gunther keeps his title. Austin Theory keeps his title. And a theory that I had was if Roman Reigns wins, then one of those two have to lose. So they're going to push one of those guys. And it did not happen. Um, it wasn't great. I felt like, you know, it was just something. It could have been better. And the, the match was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I, when I think about it, I think I talked to Jared about it. I don't think Roman Reigns has cleanly won a match to keep his title. I don't think it's been his own, like, no one else. I think everyone's, someone's interfered in all his championship matches. So I don't know where we're going with the storyline. I really don't. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen here who's going to push for Roman Reigns' title? Is it going to be Bray Wyatt coming back? Is it going to be... Is it going to be Brock Lesnar again? Are they going to push the Cody Rhodes storyline to a long... Um, a long time storyline? I, I don't know what's going on. I think it's just going to depend on what they want to do. But that is it for today's podcast. Kept it a little short. For you guys, um, if you have any questions, you can go follow me on Twitter at Slime Good Times. Shoot me questions there. Shoot me DMs. Retweet it. You know, let me know what you think. And for always, thank you for coming, listening to me. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day.